podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so it is 2014. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. We are back. This is take two of this episode Jenny and I made some bad decisions about where to record a week ago (laughs) and ended up with some very bad recordings so we're gonna start again if some of this seems like well we've said this before or if we suddenly get hit with a sense of deja vu and uh, say things like oh have I said this before that is why (laughs) So. Because we probably have said it before. <laughs> Just hopefully not to you, not to you all. Exactly. Yes. So there we go. Oh, that's much better. I'm looking at my recording. So we are on Skype. Uh, Jenny, I hear your needles clicking away. But I thought I'd first that we would do a little bit of a wrap up with our holidays and the end of the year and what you finished knitting since the last time uh, we podcasted. It- uh... I believe you were knitting Matilda's sweater, the Britannia sweater, and you texted me a photo of her in that, so I know you finished. Yay! I did finish Britannia. Um, that turned out really cute. Great baby sweater. Highly recommended. Do you think you still might knit it for yourself? Uh, I think I might. I'm thinking about it. Um and then since I talked to you last week, I finished a pair of toast arm warmers. Ah, I love those. Um, out of some yarn that Emma spun. Ah, amazing. I know. <laughs> Is it fiber that you gave her? Uh, I think so. See, it all comes full circle. And then are you going to give... Exactly. Are they, are they for Emma by any chance? Uh, they could be. They could be. <laughs> I might give them back to her. She'll be really excited. Um, and then um, since you brought up Emma's um, Emma's spinning, I do want to uh, just bring up that you mentioned, but weren't yet ready to plug Emma and JoJo's Etsy store. Oh my god! <laughs> they have an Etsy store. Jenny's um, <laughs> nieces have an Etsy store. I know they are the cutest most crafty nieces you could ever wish for. Um, Emma's spinning like crazy and Joelle is making jewelry. Nice. And uh, I feel like together they're this like unstoppable force of crafting. (laughs) That is hilarious. (laughs) I have, um, speaking of nieces, my nieces also are crafty in their own right like every child under the age of 10 of course they're making rainbow loom rubber band bracelets but um, over my vacation when I was in New York Sullivan insisted that I teach her how to knit it was like she just basically harassed me for 24 hours until I sat down and I wasn't not going to it was just I was jet lagged and we were doing all these other things and so finally I was like okay fine sit down and teach you how to knit and um, I'm slowly knitting a bad oyster shawl scarf, which is sort of the perfect thing to teach someone how to knit on because you just pearl, pearl, mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, knit, 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 knit. Um, and she caught on to that knit stitch 
and we cast on a little tiny project just for her to practice and we would take it with us when we would do outings and she would say we would get on the subway and she turned to me and say do we have enough time to knit I was like, oh my god it happens this fast this is how you get this is how you get sucked into knitting so what yarn did you have her start out on and what size needles crazy thing is the first thing that the bad oyster that i'm knitting is hand spun yarn it's um krista pigeon roof studios um some hand spun that she gave me and um that is on size six needles and then the only other yarn and needles i had with me were size five and it was that um mohair merino beaver slide that I was making my uh-huh. maize mittens out of. So once I finished right. those mittens, I had that rest of the ball of yarn and size five needles, which I realized when we got home, I had actually, I left in New York. Um, I'm, um, either I'll retrieve it someday or I can just take it out of my stash. I'm sad though to miss oh. the needles, but, um, that is sad. but maybe she'll pick it up and, and, and use it. So, and go nuts. And go nuts. It's not the most exciting yarn for a <laughs> seven-year-old. She actually was already plotting projects that would be striped and have different colors. And, you know, she was all gung-ho. So, What was the very first yarn you ever knit with? <laughs> it was the very, very first was some Red Heart acrylic turquoise. But after that, it was Kyoto. Uh, not a bad way to start. Yes. <laughs> so you finish some toast arm warmers, and then how is uh, well? That's that. Anything else finished? I guess. No. No. That's it. So since we last successfully recorded, I finished those <laughs> those maize mittens. Um, I think which were for me and. Again, that beaver slide, they, are, they were super toasty. They were very nice to have when we were in New York City um, on Christmas Day, and it was 27, although nowhere near as cold as it has been since we left New York. Um, uh, I know, right? And I finished... And it was like in the 70s when you landed, right? Right, it was 70 the day we got there, and then it was 27 on Christmas Day. And then since then, crazy. it's been just nutso. And I finished some other things. I found this woolly wormhead free pattern called Chunkini. And uh-huh. it is a hat pattern with like a deep ribbing. And then it's reverse stockinette. And then you do the, um, you do re- reductions. You reduce at four points on either side. So you get kind of like the turn a square top. Mm-hmm. And I knit one of those in, um, in that Malabrigo twist in black that I inherited from you or traded from you uh-huh. <laughs> um and then um and that went super fast and then i knit some matching hand warmers that go with it and i've been wearing those almost every day since then um in the morning it's not been cold enough any other time of the day to wear them um so uh i finished those and then just yesterday i knit a second chunkini um using uh, Munk Yarns Naturwula, you know, that nature yeah. or whatever, and it's it's uh, like a thick and thin single ply, usually in very bold colors, and this was a, a bunch of different oranges, surprise, um, <laughs> that I had had in my stash 
I looked since 2006. So wow, I knit a band of another hat uh, with the same yarn, but this is this used a bulk of it. But this I I really recommend this chunkini pattern. Uh, it's it's good knitting for if you're watching a movie, which is why I cast it on because I knew I was going to be seeing a movie. So I um, mm-hmm. so I was like, this will be perfect. And that's how I knit my first one was at the movies. So um, I was like, perfect. And then I finished it last night before I went to bed. Um, and it doesn't use a lot of yarn, actually, for better or for worse. This was only like about 80 yards. Mm-hmm. 80 um, yards? Yeah, that was it. Oh my god. The one that I knit last night is, is smallish. It fits me, but it might not fit another an adult head. And I might be able to block it so it's a little bit bigger. And the black one, which I knit the medium size, the orange one I knit the small size. But the black one, which is the medium size, when John tried it on, he said he felt like it was roomy on him. So that's why I knit the small size in the orange one. And huh. I finished knitting my Bracken vest, the Katya Frankel pattern. Oh, that turned out so cute. I really like it. I um I do feel like the hem there's it's it's not fitted at the hem. Um, uh-huh. which if you if if for people who've done knit to flatter, Amy Herzog talks about having negative ease at the hem so that you don't have the floating hem issue. And it does bug me a little bit if I'm wearing a fitted shirt, but I've been wearing it over my Emma tunic. And it's really cute because I kind of I can keep it open and it's that is the cutest outfit. <laughs> it's very librarian. It's I was wearing it the other day, and I had I had the tunic uh, top on. I had black tights. I had a vest, an open vest. I was wearing clogs and carrying my Library of Congress bag. Like I pretty much, if you didn't know I was a librarian, you did once you saw me. <laughs> hey, I bet you that woman's a librarian. You'd be right. It's a good look. It's a good look, Nicole. <laughs> it's my and I egg. love the color of that vest. I think you really chose wisely. Yeah, well, you were you were very instrumental in choosing that color because I was going between the Tempera Neo, which is this deep, the winey, like a rich kind of, wine pink, yeah. which I loved. But if I'm going to use this as a pop of color, as they like to say right. on Project Runway, it's this is definitely this lichen color is chartreusey yellow green which bt dubs i have got to stop buying yellow yarn <laughs> got to stop stop right now or just keep making vests out of that yarn. well it's not even this yarn it's like i bought some yellow cascade 220 i have the that mustardy yellow yarn left over from my ashland sweater i have some yellow mad tosh dk i have what else? I just found some other yellow yarn. I'm like, oh my god, it's but just never like going to end. But I feel like that that garment is a perfect application of the color. Absolutely. No, it's a you great know what I mean? it is a great application yeah. of the color. Yeah. Totally yeah. right. Um so what are you knitting on right now? Uh so my new thing is to have like a couple of big projects on the needles and then always have a small project out mm. of I'm trying to go through my hand spun. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, smart. So I have, I think this is BFL Swirl that was hand spun by by Rebecca with love. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just making another pair of toasts. Nice. 
So yeah. can you hold it up so I can see what what's the texture of the yarn? It's pretty, I mean, this yarn is really perfect. Um, it just has a little bit of texture. It just, it has enough texture so you're like, yeah, that's hand spun. Mm -hmm. And um, the swirl gives it a really nice depth of color. It's kind of heathery, but kind of more, more heathery than a heathered yarn. Mm -hmm. I, I does that make mean. sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So I have a question because I've been thinking about the hand spun that I have. And um, mm -hmm. I'm just thinking about what other projects have you done in hand spun that you've been happy with, really happy with? I've been really happy with, um, I think I combined hand spun yarns to make like comfort shawls. Oh, uh, that's right. You um, made a really and those lovely, turned out really well. A really lovely far away so close. Yes. Um, I've been really happy with hand spun for hats, mm -hmm. for mittens. Um, what else have I made with hand spun? Yeah, I'm looking I think at, I made a bunch of stuff with hand spun. I'm looking at my projects, and I don't have that many. I have the oyster that I'm knitting, and actually now that I think about... Um, it's a, the, the yarns that I'm using, I'm actually combining two yarns by Krista. One is a really bright orange and the other is a, a soft blue. I wouldn't, it's a light blue, but it's like a soft bluey green. It's really very pretty. And um, I'm, I'm wondering though, I'm knitting it on size six. I'm kind of wondering if I should have knit it on bigger needles because when I block, when I wash it, I wonder if it's going to puff up, mm -hmm. but I don't know. We'll see. I knit um, Age of Brass and Steam in um, some amazing Lisa spun, uh, Lisa Souza hand spun, the cashmere merino. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I love that, that, sh that shawl. It doesn't stay on. I think the cashmere makes it really slippery, mm -hmm. but um, it's so soft and toasty. And I knit a couple hats, like a generic stockinette hat with a garter rim, bri uh, brim, and then um this chunkini i have this really cute um snail the snail aka the triton aka conch hat that's an elizabeth zimmerman pattern mm -hmm. i knit that i made one of those yeah, I, knit, yeah. I knit one of those um in again krista's hand spun and in spun monkey i knit um the tubi hat by woolly warmhead i made a bunch of um Seated rib hats by Kira Delaney. Mm -hmm. She had like a hat trio that I used um, for a lot of hand spun hats. And then I made a struin out of hand spun. Struin is that a that's a Isolde Kitty pattern? Right, right. It's a man's hat, or it's pictured yeah. on a it's pictured on a guy. Yeah. And I made a daybreak. Storm cloud, shall Storm cloud Chalet. Oh, that daybreak is for me. I own that now. <laughs> I own that hand-spun daybreak. Um, oh, Storm Cloud Chalet. That's a good idea. And... I had a very small amount of hand-spun that I used to make um, this pattern called Madge by mm -hmm. Jillian Moreno from Nitty. 
And that turned out really cute. It was like the perfect application for like the amount of yarn I had. Mm -hmm. I love when that happens. It's funny because I've, uh, one thing I noticed is this, um, tubey that I knit, um, there was a little tiny bit of yarn left over and I kept it. So I think one thing I might do is take all the ends of my hand spun yarn and knit them into something. And it's probably not enough to make like a blanket. So I'm just thinking like a crazy hat or something that just like, there's a big blue stripe, there's a big yellow stripe, you know, until I have, it's gotten to a point where it's a hat. Uh, it'd be kind of crazy, but I feel like I can't just throw out the, you know, 10 yards of hand spun yarn. Totally. I might do that with Cascade 220, although I probably wouldn't throw it out. <laughs> <laughs> per se so um so you're knitting this toast mitt so that's one project what are, what are the other projects um then i cast on for a seamless hybrid sweater for harold and what yarn is that in in elsa wool um and which is it it's one of the natural it's a natural colorway yeah but what yeah it's part of the dark dark gray mm. Yeah, it's the same color that I used for Portland. Okay. Um, oh, Portland. I, know. <laughs> I don't think so we did. So my mom was listening to the podcast from last last month, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, in the car on the drive back from our Christmas vacation, mm -hmm. um, and she was like, "I'm gonna get that sweater from Jenny." <laughs> so like. <laughs> couple days later she came to my house tried it on it fit perfectly i love the picture and off it went. she she jenny <laughs> sent me a picture of her mom wearing the sweater making a heart with her hands it's so cute <laughs> how could you not give it to her then i know my mom is so cute she's like irresistible <laughs> she knows how to get what she wants yes definitely so you um so got the portland sweater i have a man sweater cast on too I cast on the Exciting. East, the East Hail cardigan for my brother, and I have. Um, oh, actually, one of the things I learned from making the chunkini is this cast on called the alternate cable cast on. So it's the cable cast on. So if you know how to do that, um, mm -hmm. you're halfway there. But the what you do is um, on one stitch you go in from the front as if you were to knit from the knit side and create a stitch, and then the next stitch you come in through the back and create a purl stitch um and it creates this beautiful cast on that looks more or less like a tubular cast on but without all the work um mm -hmm. and it's for it's specifically written i found this on the woolly warm head website which has btw sorry to use that twice that's awful it's cloying i'm sorry <laughs> um but it has all these great tutorials and so oh. i used that for the one one rib but um from there, there are instructions on how to make it a 2-2 rib, which is similar um, to the tubular cast on where you basically do it in a 1-1 rib and then um, twist the stitches to get it to be a 2-2 rib. Um, and it looks great. looks fine. And I did that for my brother's cast on for the East Hale cardigan, uh, which was challenging because I'm knitting it in Donegal tweed, which oh. is feels really a little stiff stiff i have to say on the cast on and the first row but once i got going uh -huh. it wasn't uh -huh. as bad it was just those that initial knitting 
So um, it. Um, I remember knitting with that yarn, and it was kind of stiff. It's going to yeah. definitely be something I'm not going to buzz right through. I'm going to take my time. I have, I have, right. I have until February of 2015 to knit it. So um, <laughs> I am. Um, I'll take take it slow, but it um, I got through the ribbing, and now I've paused because I'm gonna do side slip pockets. Uh huh. So I still in my brain want to believe that I can somehow sneak the pockets into the side, but that's a recipe for disaster, right? I can't do that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a so, minute. So you're gonna you're gonna cut just a little small slit. slit that doesn't work does it there's something wrong I... with that plan yeah don't do that okay don't do that so to make sides all slip you pockets... do is hit a lining right and then no 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 so what i have to do is for the next like five inches or so i have to knit three sec to separate sections and then i can rejoin it and then keep going to the armholes that's how i've done side uh... slit pockets before i see and what I was hoping I could do is, I don't know why it would make it easier. It really wouldn't make it any easier to sneak it. It's it's too risky. It's fine. If somebody out there knows that I can sneak it and has data and a, pictures that shows me that it's going to work, <laughs> let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to just keep going and do it in three separate sections. It's only five inches stockinette, and it's not even that many stitches. So that's my man sweater. Do you have okay. a, another big project cast on? Um, I am on the second sleeve of um, totally blanking. The I Heart Rainbows? Oh, no, Adiri. Yes, yes. I'm on, on the second sleeve of Adiri. But you're knitting the sleeves first. Yes. Yes. Just so. Yes. Just so it's not like you're finished. No, no. Yeah. Far from finished. And then I'm at the bottom edging of I Heart Rainbows. I totally misread the pattern. <laughs> and so I thought that I had to knit 12 inches of the body. And I, I was knitting and knitting. And I was like, this is ridiculous. It's so big. It's only a three-year-old size. And then I read the directions again. And it was like, knit 12 inches from the cast on. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. oh. So, uh, um, so did you rip it back? No. So it's really just very long. How it's long? just going to be long. It's just going to be long. I just, I mean, when you knit that much at like a, at such a small gauge, I just couldn't bear to rip it all out. <laughs> so is it really twelve inches from the underarm? No. Oh, okay. It's more like I think I made it to like nine before okay. I realized. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> So, it doesn't look unreasonably long, but uh, it is it is a big sweater. It's going to take Matilda some time to grow into it. That's good. And in the meantime, you should frame it and use it as artwork. <laughs> yeah. So uh, last month, we both, uh, we talked about the Pigeon Roof Studios yarn that we received from Krista as a gift, and I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what to knit in uh, in mine and thought that I had settled mm -hmm. on the Flowing Lines sweater by Vera Valmaki, um, which is a really cute sweater. Um, but I read a lot of the, the feedback people had given and 
I just didn't feel mm-hmm. like I had the brain capacity to keep up with some of the, I don't want to say there were problems, but people reported difficulties with the sweater and changing things. And I thought, I just can't handle it right now. Um, and I put a call out on Ravelry about what I should, what I could knit with it. And I got back the suggestion of this. I had a few suggestions and, uh, but the suggestion that stuck was a sweater called Papillon, um, or Papillon, Papillon, I don't know, Papillon. I think of it as Papillon, <laughs> um, right. by Svetlana Volkova. And, um, actually this was a suggestion from my colleague, Chrissy J. And, um, I, f- I don't know what it was about the sweater. I just totally fell in love with it. And it's, constru- it's really pretty. It's constructed the same way that flowing lines is. So it's a contiguous style and it even has uh-huh. the sort of the same thing with a collar. There's a, a, a ribbed collar and then you do, you join the two, the front and the back piece and then knit down with the sleeves in. I have never done a contiguous sweater before. So this is my first mm-hmm. shot at it. I will report back when I get to the actual contiguous part of it. <laughs> but um, it is so top down contiguous. It has a nice boat neck and then a, a beautiful lace pattern down the middle and then everything else is just stockinette. And um, I didn't, I couldn't get gauge and I didn't think it would work with the uh, Pigeon Roof Studios Bacchus, but I've had this other Pigeon Roof Studios yarn that I've been hoarding for years. That is um, her DK Superwash Merino in Melusine. And I have about three and a half skeins. Thanks to Alma, uh, Jenny's sister, I have an extra half-ish, a little bit less than a half of a skein uh, for something she had used and uh, hadn't used the whole skein. And so... um, I feel like I have enough, definitely have enough yarn for it. I was a really, I was a good knitter and I swatched uh, and washed my swatch and waited for it to dry, <laughs> figure out how I could get gauge. And I got gauge on uh, size six needles. And I today cast on for the the front band and knit it. And now I'm knitting, knitting the back collar band. And so hopefully tomorrow I will join them and start the contiguous part and the lace part of the, of the sweater. I'm pretty excited. That is exciting. I would love to have this done by by stitches. Um, I don't know if Krista's going to be there, but it would be awesome to be, be an awesome stitches sweater, although it is a pullover, and we know how hot it gets in that. In that uh, <laughs> but at least it's uh, lace. At least it's lace, and I just won't wear another heavy layer over it or a shawl in addition to right. that we all get laden down with our knitwear. So... Anyway, I, I'm excited to, to do. I also use the um, alternate cable cast on for the cast on for the collars, so I feel like I'm really uh, using this uh, new technique, and I'm excited to try contiguous. I've been wanting to try it ever since I heard about it. Right. I really like the neckline of Papillon. I do too, and um, I'll tell you just from my I've read through the directions. The directions are beautifully written. Um, there's stitch counts often, like in, she breaks it down into steps and at the end of the step, she uh-huh. clearly lays out like, this is where you should be stitch count wise. So it's very mm-hmm. nice. And that's uh, awesome. Even though it's top down, I'm going to try to apply some of my, what I've learned from uh, knit to flatter. So mm-hmm. I'm actually knitting probably a smaller size than I 
would have before just to get a better fit across my upper chest, upper mm-hmm. to- torso. And um, I'm going to move the shaping. It conveniently has that lace panel, so I can move the shaping next to the lace panel and away from the sides. Right. Um, and I'm, I've actually been trying to work on getting really much better measurements for myself for sweaters. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow night is a seam allowance night, and I've suggested that maybe we redo some of our measurements or do measurements for sweaters because the the measurements that I'm unclear and that are hard to get on your own are the measurement from mm-hmm. your underarm to your waist. So like mm-hmm. from where the smallest part of your shaping is to where you're, you start the underarm shaping or, you know, when, depending on which direction you're going. And then the measurement from the smallest part of my waist to where I want the sweater to hit. So, right. You know, I need, I need someone else to do that because if I'm doing it, I'm, going to be moving my body a little bit and not get an accurate measurement so and you know i'm nowhere near that so i feel like i can i can keep knitting away for a little while before i have to worry about what those measurements are specifically cool so i'm excited yeah i was knitting the uh I i know what you mean about the measurements because i i was knitting the 42 size of um a deary and then I started getting worried that it was going to be too big because it's like you, a yeah. set-in sleeve. Um, so then when I got to the sleeve cap, I followed the directions for the 37. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just going to knit. I guess I might start out with the 42 at the bottom and then decrease to the 37 well, at the bust. I would I would give two pieces of advice. So it's knit from the top, uh-huh. uh, the bottom up. Right. Okay. In pe- well, it's in pieces. Well, and where where do you want it to hit? Um, probably want it to hit right where the pockets start on your jeans. So at the top of that. Right. So I would take that measurement and then think about, because this is a pullover, right? So, right. and think, think about, you know, really consider that negative ease issue that, mm-hmm. that Amy suggests. She suggests one to three inches of negative ease at the hem so that you don't like that floating hem. She's, she's right. It does look, I'd never really thought about it until I had something that had a floating hem and I was like, huh, that does look weird. Um, so you don't want it to be. I mean, if you're 42 right. there, that might be okay. But if you're 40 right there, then you're gonna have t- you're gonna have ease at your hip, which you don't want. Yeah, I guess when I'm looking at like my grapevine, mm-hmm. I guess that does have a floating hem. And I think that I like I hear what you're saying about like what you've said over the years about liking the A line because it makes you feel like you have room but i think that Uh it it is deceptive and actually can make you look bigger right um so that's just a suggestion and then the other suggestion i have is about the upper body measurement is to take this the measurement above your bust and under your armpits basically um Mm -hmm to see what that measurement is. And the measurement that really helped me is what is the distance between where I want my sleeve cap to be? 
So like mm-hmm. from my outer shoulder to my other outer shoulder, what is that measurement? Because it turns out that measurement on me is smaller than what a lot of patterns would have it be for someone with my bus size. Like I have small right. shoulders. So I think this measurement right. on me is something like barely 13 inches where normally mm-hmm. that measurement in sweaters is like 14 and a half or something. So that means right, I have right, sleeve right. caps that come off my shoulders. So think about what what you like, what the distance between your shoulder from your sleeve cap to sleeve cap is. And then think mm-hmm. about the ease that you want at the bottom. Okay. So which it's, yeah, it's, it's something to think about. Oh, you changed your Ravelry picture. That's I know, so I just did that. Oh my God, <laughs> I just saw it. That's so cute. It's got Matilda Aww. in it. And she's wearing her Britannia. <laughs> That's so cute. Um, oh wait, she's not wearing it. She's wearing, she's a, not, what she's is wearing she? something else. Oh, okay. It's she's wearing a, a little navy hoodie. But I did, um, I put up some Flickr pictures of some of the baby shower presents oh. um, with Matilda wearing some stuff that she's finally grown into. Oh, good. So um, feel free to check it out. I'm looking just for a second to go back to your grapevine, though this was knit in a, um, in a bamboo, right? Right. So you're going to get a little bit of a flutter there anyway. I think it's very pretty. But I think that it would be just as cute if you had made it fitted. Right. I think it would be a slightly different look. But this, I don't think I've seen this FO. It's a, it's beautiful. Grapevine? Yeah. Oh. I don't think you've ever talked about it. I really? It was, well, I think that you kind of slogged through it, right? Oh, my God. It took forever. Oh, you know what? I'm getting it confused. You're making another one, too, of hers. Right? Weren't you making a peasy? Oh, no. It's buttercup. Buttercup. That's what's taking forever. That's what's taking forever. <laughs> That's taking way long, for, more forever than grapevine. Did. Okay. I think it's because I'm making it out of that lace weight silk. Yeah, I would say that's probably accurate. Um, so, looking ahead to 2014, do you have yes. any plans? For your I do have some plans for my knitting. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, I really need to knit some sweaters. Um, and so my goal is to try to knit at least six sweaters this year. And those are adult sweaters. Yes. Matilda sweaters, is a, that's another category. Well, since Matilda sweaters take like basically the knitting equivalent of a sneeze. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think they better be adult. And have do you, have you done a census of how much uh, sweater yarn you have? All I know is that even though I got rid of a lot of yarn, mm-hmm. I still have a lot. Um, <laughs> two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, at least eight. I think more than that. I think I more have more like 12. Wow. Which is down from like 
the 20. 20. Yeah, I remember there was a time where you were in the 20s. Yeah. But still, I think I need to be below 10. I feel like as far as sweater quantities, like something that's legitimately a sweater, not like possibly a vest or possibly a shawl, like that's a different category. So sweaters I have, I have some Art Fibers Svalbard. The Pigeon Roof Studio Bacchus, the Pigeon Roof that I'm knitting with. The Quince and Company Chickadee. The Donegal Tweed that I'm knitting with. Babs, Miss Babs Yet. And that Bodega Pastures. God, nothing that I'm like, I mean, either I've got plans for it, but some of the stuff like that Bodega Pastures, I definitely think is going to become a felted blanket of some sort. Right. But I guess if I had to, to count, like if I don't count that and I count one, two, I have these odd amounts of yarn. Like I have six skeins of Arakanya Nature Wool and Chunky. Not really a sweater. Maybe a, maybe a sweater. I have, how much of this? I have like 750 yards of, no, yes. Yeah, so I think I have 750 yards of uh, Tutsla Blanc, Jacob Alpaca. Mm -hmm. like, so these funny, funny amounts. I think that's my problem. I buy funny amounts of yarn. No wonder I have a stash issue. Well, but I too want to knit sweaters this year. So I, I have two sweaters on the needles. I have Audrey and Unst uh, in the uh, on deck. We'll say um, that um, Svalbard is intended for an Amy Christopher's pattern called. Oh, it's named after an artist. Feely? Nope, I made Feely. No, not Feely. It's um, Maxfield. I don't know if it is named right. after a pa an artist, but I always think of Maxfield Parish uh, <laughs> when, uh, when I think of that pa pattern. So, um, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to knit some sweaters too. So much so that I'm motivating myself to try to you know, see what I can knit before stitches. Because you know, I've been using this yarn bank system pretty successfully for the last year. But right now I only have about 380 yards in my yarn bank. That is not going to be sufficient for a stitches excursion. Right. So ideally I'd like to stash down for that, but I am willing to go in a little debt in order to have a nice time at stitches, I've decided. Excellent. But I am also going to put try to put a yardage limit, and my limit is going to be around 1,500 yards, which I feel like is enough if I want to buy a sweater's worth of yarn and maybe one mm -hmm. or two small projects. Like cool. sweater's worth, skein of self-striping sock yarn, and a skein of um, Lhasa, Lisa Susa Lhasa, you know, like something in that realm. I don't want to pre-shop too much though. I think part of my thing is I think about it too much before we go. And then it's like, I've already shopped for yarn. It's kind of like that idea when you think about a project too much and it feels like, didn't I already knit that? I feel right. like if I pre-shop too much, I'm like, wait, didn't I already buy this yarn? <laughs> Your stash is really pretty 
And you got a great picture of that Pigeon Roof Studios Bacchus. Oh, thank you. I think that's a phone picture. I've been doing a lot of my photography. I've been um, entering stuff into my stash on Ravelry on the website, but then using the Wooly app to take photos and upload photos because it's faster than putting on my camera, plugging my camera in, uploading all the photos. Like you can just go sends it straight to, to Ravelry. I appreciate that. Oh my goodness. I discovered a feature on Ravelry. Um, it was in this, strangely, it's in the settings for the forum. So if you go to the forum tab and you go to, yeah, settings, uh-huh. there is a, there is a, this section called other settings. And one of them is quick magic links. Do you use this? Do you have this turned on? Maybe everybody knew about it, but me, you can use quick magic links. So if I'm doing the bracket and then I want to put in Jenny check bracket and I have to put person in parentheses. If I start typing Jenny check, it, it pulls Jenny check up and then completes the whole thing for me. So I don't have to do all that typing. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, you know, like, I was going to say like on Twitter, but you don't do the Twitter. Um, it's like predictive, it's like predictive writing for you. So like, uh huh, right. So I put bracket J E N and then you like a bunch of things that will come up with J E N and they'll say Jenny check person, Jennifer pattern, Jennifer S person. Like it gives you choices. This is in forums. So if you go to forums and then on the, Uh on the right side, there's something that says settings. Uh-huh. If you go there and then part of the way down, it says other settings. Quick magic right. links. Quick magic links. It's awesome. You'll okay. S- so when you're I magic turned it link, on. When you magic link it, it makes it much faster, which is great because I'm today wanted to ear burn like seven people and then I was just able to like quick magic link them all. It was great. Wow. That's exciting. I yeah, gotta right? try it. Yeah. My other thing I want to do, so I did a little um, review of what I knit last year, and it was like a fair number of projects, but what I noticed is, was that a majority of them were projects that were under 300 yards. And I'd say there were only seven projects, I think. So I'd say, I think it was mm-hmm. 29 projects that I knit, or 30, and... 21 of them were under 300 yards and seven of them were between three and five. And then only two of them were over 500 yards and both of those were sweaters. So I want to kind of tip the balance. Like I want to push up the number of yards I knit too. I I only got about 9,000 last year. I'd like to go a little higher than that, but I'd also like to knit a few more big projects and get those larger amounts of yarn stash entries out of my stash. Um, so well, although those, those small projects are very appealing. I mean, they go so I think fast. That, like exactly. And right now you have a small child, you're working. I, I mean, I really want those sweaters though. They're not going to get themselves. I I know. This isn't Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> or one of those fairy tales where there's dancing appliances. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't want to be hard on myself. And I do have lots of plans for small projects. I'm uh, really into um, 
the new collection by Romy Hill called The Oddments Project, mm-hmm. The Oddments Collection, where she's using up single skeins of uh, yarn samples that she's gotten from uh, Webs, from their mm-hmm. North, their uh, Valley Yarns line. And so she's uh, she sold this collection. It's going to have around 15 patterns. They started coming out. I believe in November of 2013 and I want to knit my way through that collection and Romy and I have talked and we're going to do a giveaway on the podcast uh, soon and uh, um, Webs has offered to give us some yarn to go with that giveaway so that will be exciting so some of the yarns that are featured in the collection will be part of the prize along with the collection and the patterns that she's released so far are really cute one is called the fairy snow cap and it's a top-down hat that has this gorgeous cabling and a giant pom-pom <laughs> and then uh this matching um kind of ear warmer headband and wrist warmers called the entler fingerless gloves and entler headband i can't remember exactly what they're called but um very very cute so i'd like to knit through the year as the patterns are released although i'll have to catch up with those first three um i think it'll be nice to have a little store of gifts oh my god that very snowcap pom-pom is ginormous it's amazing it's so amazing oh my gosh i think that's gonna be a great use for some of that black malabrigo twist oh my god it's amazing that makes me really happy um you know, speaking of Valley Yarns, mm-hmm. um, Alma knit a must-have cardigan uh-huh. out of Sheffield for Joelle, and it turned out so beautifully. That yarn What's is in that? Tempting. What is it? The... Has a, it's merino with, with a silk and angora. Angora, that's what I thought. Yeah. Wow, she knit a must-have? Yeah. How did that go? Your must have was not a huge success, right? That was because I uh, I freestyled the yoke. Instead of making a set in sleeve yoke, I did a raglan, a bottom of raglan yoke, mm-hmm. and it just kept falling off my shoulders. And uh... and uh, so she did the set in sleeve, and I saw. It- Joel wearing it. It looks like it fits her. She said that it kind of slips off her shoulders a little bit, but not as bad as mine. So I want to do a little update on our groups on Ravelry. Uh, I think we talked last time about how Uli will continue for a second year. It's going to be quarterly as far as prize drawings, but we will have the monthly focus and the quarterly focus and this month we're focusing on precious and or recently acquired yarn so for me that's this pigeon roof studios i feel any yarn that i've held on to this long and that has had so many different ideas for what it should become i I think i've had like six different patterns attached to this yarn over time is is this is precious yarn i have never felt like anything deserved to actually be knit in it until now (laughs) um (laughs) It is also a sweater, so um, the quarter challenges sweater, and so people are working at that. I have an FO thread open. There's a chat thread open, and I'll open a different chat for every month just so we can move on to a different challenge for each month. We have a very active uh, Ravelenic Games uh, thread right now, We including 
the a Ravatar made by uh, one of our listeners whose Ravelry name is Vestala, I think. I'd, I'd love to have a pronunciation on that. Um, I, for a long time, was calling her Vestashala in my head, but I then actually read it and I was like, oh, that's not Vestashala. What am I reading? <laughs> um, but um, her name is Sylvia. Thank you for designing that. It is super cute. And then um, the mod for that thread, Tangle Thread, our friend Sherry, she made variations on it. So if you are interested in joining our Ravelinic team, come over to the thread and join up. We are low key. We're just cheering each other on. There will be prizes. There's been a little fundraising going on for us to do some shopping at Stitches to, for the prize. So um, we will. there will be prizes. And then um, the Uli, oh, and uh, Sisma Ball, the slowly but surely <laughs> making a blanket along is entered its second year. They've, I have not been active. I stopped working on my Babette sometime last spring because that isn't also something that only comes up every once in a while. But people go in like gangbusters. It's awesome. Yay! Um, and um, we will be going to Stitches. It's not... Uh, we haven't quite decided if we're going to be there on Friday or Saturday, but we will record again before Stitches, which is uh, February 20th. And let you guys know, and it'll be information will be in our Ravelry group. But we will be doing an appearance in a booth. I don't think I can quite say yet what or where that will be, but I will say soon. And I will probably record an episode after I do the giant Uli drawing, which will be um, next weekend. So I will do some sort of like grand prize drawing brief episode and maybe by then i'll have more details about stitches excellent and did we cover everything that you wanted to say about your knitting plans or is it mainly sweater uh it's mainly sweaters and then i think i just always need to have something short and sweet on the needles i agree that really helps and something that's easy. Like, that's why I like the, the bad oyster, because you can just pick it up and go. Just right. knit a row, and then, you know, even if I just knit it one row at a time, and it takes a year, like, it's still, it's worth having on the needles. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to try to plow through some hand spun. Oh, yeah, yes, and I'm going to be inspired by you. That's why I asked you about hand spun patterns, because I, I do want to work on the hand spun collection I have. Because um, I have some nice, yummy things in that hand spun collection, including that um, Little Creek Yarns Cormo that is like this white with just like pops of beautiful blue that is super precious yarn. I have no idea what to do with that to do it justice. And make it, it really in, pretty. make it into a pillow and sleep on it. <laughs> I have this, uh, I got out this ball of hand spun that I was going to make something out of. And I'm kind of stumped as to what to do with it. How much, how much do you um, have? I, let me see. How much do I have? it in my stash somehow I think it might not be um it is spun monkey oh, oh it yeah. is it's in my stash 
I have 94 yards. And it's this yarn called Fledgling. Mm -hmm. So it has these little, it's like plied with, um, it kind of looks like that Habu paper yarn. Uh-huh. Um, but it's very cloud-like and very, like, baby bird-like. And I just don't know what to do with it. Now I gotta look it up. Uh, <laughs> I gotta see this. Um, is it, do you feel like it's Matilda appropriate or? It could be, although she refuses to wear hats at this oh, point. Oh, that's true. This is a big hat resistant age. Yeah. Um, and it's not the most elastic right yarn um because of that the yarn she used to ply and so i mean it would make like super cute leg warmers or something but i i think it'd be too painful to knit that way i would combine it with something i'm looking at it now i would combine it into something to make a kind of a chunky shawl like a far away so close Something that you can knit at a bigger gauge so you can right. kind of get the texture of the yarn. Mm -hmm. Al alternately, I sometimes think that crazy textured yarns like that knit at a tighter gauge for something like a hat are cute. Right. Like maybe a garter stitch band and then stockinette. I mean, it'd be kind of crazy, but it could be cute. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking a hat... But I feel like I did, I had a yarn that was very similar to this that I knit that snail, that easy snail hat right. out of. Mm -hmm. So I kind of almost feel like I've already done that. Um, but I guess that doesn't mean I can't do it again. Right. I would also, I would look in the Wooly Wormhead books because sometimes okay. I feel like her, her patterns lend themselves and um, I almost said something cloying again um woolly wormhead has a sale going on uh she has a sale every january 40 percent off of her patterns i have three of them mm. in my cart right now you have to go to her website to get the code and i don't want to misquote the code so if anybody's interested you have till the end of january and the code is right there in a box um on the right hand bar of her of her website and um i'm always yeah uh, it's Hello, 2014. Oh, there you go. It is. It's a good deal. And I have. I already have a bunch of her collections, but um, there were a few individual patterns that I wanted to pick up, so I'm gonna get those. But I'm thinking, like in her kids' books, particularly, she has some whimsical patterns that could be interesting with a a really t highly textured yarn like that. Right. So. All right. All right. Thank you for staying up past your bedtime, Jenny. Oh, no problem. Always a pleasure to talk to you. All right. And uh, we'll talk to you all in about a month. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. She's my best friend, certainly not the average girl. She's my best friend, understands me when I'm falling down, down.
feet on the floor Caught his hand in the door Yes, that's the way the news goes If you want to see me Sorry, but I'm not around If you want to be me Turn around and by the window where the light is Somebody cut off a feed Not jelly rolls in the street If you want to see me Sorry but I'm not around If you want to be me Turn around down by the window where the light 